0: Having good one, yeah. and I'm Chris Toledo, and we appreciate everybody uh joining us this week. Um, we have fans, which is really cool. We'll get into that. We found that out, Chris confirmed that, yeah, but we'll yeah. get to that in a little bit. Um, how was your week, Chris? It was awesome, it was awesome. So, I want you most of the episode is going to be Chris telling us about his week, but real quick, I just want to give a little anecdote from uh my playing this week. I went out to uh Roots, which is one of our local courses here in Salt Lake. And the, uh, I, I got there and the parking lot was empty, which was like, okay, that's good. You know, the course should be pretty clear. And I was playing by myself, but I noticed there were 60, it looked like, I mean, that might be a hyperbolic number, but probably at least honestly, 30 middle school age kids wandering around Mm -hmm. and asking me like, where's hole one, where's two. And, um, and then I saw there was an adult sitting on a bench. (laughs) By, by (laughs) between hole four, T4 and T15. Uh And, uh, so he must've been their teacher, but yeah, it was a, looked like it was a a PE class or something out playing disc golf. That's awesome. And, uh, until I got away from them, it was a very slow round (laughs) because they, they, the don't quite understand that you shouldn't just stand in the middle of the fairway and talk to your friends.
1: They might not understand what a fairway is. Yes. I'm pretty
0: sure that was the case, but it was awesome to see them out playing. Yeah. They all had one disc and some had like, I won't even call them ultimate discs. They were like beach discs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. catch discs. Uh, some had putters. Some had like, I saw a couple sharks. Nice. They have the sharks out there. So nice. yeah, it was, it's like somebody just gave them a grab bag, grab bag of discs. That's cool though. Yeah. It was really fun. And that actually reminds me, uh, probably something we can talk about on air later, but I need to talk to you about it first. I'm going to talk to you about it before we record it. Okay. So remind me that there's something I wanted to talk to you about. Write it down or okay. I'll
1: forget. Uh, something.
0: Okay. Sorry, that's dead air for me to write. <laughs> I can't write and talk at the same time.
1: You would say what you want to write and write what you want to say. Can you
0: do that? Could you write something different than what you're saying?
1: Yeah, but sometimes I will switch them and I'll yeah. say what I mean to write and write what I mean to say.
0: I think I just have to not do that. I, I, I'm... I can probably text and talk better than I could write and talk, but probably um, not. I don't know. Both hard. You'd have to ask my wife, who's you know <laughs> been around me enough. Okay, so <laughs> that was just an interesting thing for my week. Was just seeing a course mobbed with kids, which was cool.
1: I do like when the middle school gets out there, though.
0: Have you seen that before?
1: Not in a long time, but yeah, yeah
0: it was awesome. Um, but your week was a little more interesting.
1: Right? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit more than at the least in the day. Disc golf world. Yes, yeah, very good disc golf week. Um, some of you may know I was in Kansas for the Glass Blown Open, and that.
0: And this is a show for people of all levels in the sport. So Glassblown Open is just one of the bigger tournaments. It's the biggest disc golf tournament. As far as numbers of people attending, mm-hmm. not necessarily it's the championship. It's, yeah, it's tournament, not. It's but... not worlds or. US. And is it an NT or an open? It's an NT. NT. Okay. Yeah. But so I mean, the best players in the world are coming out, like all of them. Paul McBeth was there. Uh, ricky was there eagle, mm-hmm. eagle won. Mm-hmm. spoiler um, yeah and then the top female players were there as well page oh well, well i guess we don't need to spoiler spoil
1: it, spoiler spoiler
0: people that follow the tournament know already oh i know i know <laughs> everybody else is like what, it's, what it's is been over glass we can change so yeah. um so chris went out and played in that
1: i did and i mean like i said it is the biggest disc golf event this year was the biggest event in disc golf history there how many were players were there just over 1600 wow
0: That's a lot, and that's all divisions.
1: Yeah, AMS Pros. They had. I am pretty sure they had every division. Yeah, from like advanced women over sixty to, you know, every every division. That's awesome. It was really cool. And I am
0: wondering how many people are in that division.
1: um, I can try to find it, but Ah, not not many.
0: many. Write and tell us the answer if if that's an answer.
1: Yeah, but I mean to to host sixteen hundred people is quite an ordeal.
0: That's a feat. Yeah,
1: the whole. I mean, the whole city has to welcome this event, and it does. Every store, I mean, downtown, it's a city of like 20,000.
0: Oh, I didn't know it was that big.
1: Yeah, it's it's a small town. Yeah. So downtown is two streets (laughs) that go like four blocks. That is the downtown. There are like three restaurants, a couple bars, a theater. So that's downtown Emporia. Yeah, and everybody has signs up in the street on their windows, welcome disc golfers, good luck golfers, just everything. It's so cool to see the whole city shut down. And welcome this event because they have to yeah um
0: well either either you're gonna fight it or you're gonna just go with it and ride the wave
1: yeah yeah and i read i saw an article that that one week of disc golfers has something like over two million dollars of impact on the economy in emporia oh for sure yeah i mean that's that's huge
0: well no that's huge but imagine if like That was, instead of a disc golf tournament, it was like even, like a junior college football tournament, it would be even more, which is crazy. Like that's, yeah, big, big conventions and tournaments like that have a huge impact on a city. So yeah, there's reason for them to welcome you guys, as long as you're not like a motorcycle gang running things over. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we're we're pretty good. Yeah. Um, But then not only the city, I mean, Dynamic Discs and Doug Bjerkus and his, I don't even know how many. Is he the owner of Dynamic Discs? Jeremy Rusco is the owner. Okay, who's So Doug he did a ton. Doug Bierkus was the TD.
0: Oh, tournament director. Yeah. Okay.
1: He's, he, he's won tournament director of the year before. Well, he's that's in, a huge. He's in charge of GBO.
0: Yeah, that's a huge undertaking.
1: And I think he has something like 10 to 15 assistants. And then every course has a TD. And then there's like Jackie Moe, who's the volunteer coordinator. She gets all the spotters and volunteers sorted out. No, that's a huge event. It's It's such an ordeal. And I can't believe it goes as well as it does. Yeah. Like I really can't. That's amazing. So DD, awesome. Biased a little bit, but I think everyone will agree that they do a killer job.
0: Well, I, the scuttlebutt just in the community too is that it's a great. Everybody has a good time out there, even the, like yeah. players that aren't having that aren't on at TD's team. Just people that you know don't throw pl- TD just like or not TD <laughs> DD DD or any Trilogy other plastic just like going out there. It's a good yeah good event, good community, good scene.
1: Yeah, I mean, so if you get out there the Saturday before, there's at least one C-tier every day, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Some of those days have two or more. Um, And then the tournament's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so you can get eight to ten rated rounds in. Which is crazy. In a week. You can get up to, like, eight events. Sleeping in the same bed. In a week, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's so much golf. There's so many people. Every day of the week, they have different events through the city. Like there's free bowling. There's a mechanical bull. There's, there's just something to do. There's a poker tournament. There's something to do every day. That's fun. And you just interact with new golfers. You make new friends. You so there's
0: six hundred people that come into play and then more than that come into watch. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the, the 1600 played. And then if you didn't get in, they sell a spectator pass where you get some super cool swag that no one else can get except spectators. Um, and you get early access to sign up for next year Oh, a, nice. as like a condolence for not getting in. Um, so that's an awesome deal. If you are ever wanting to go and don't get in, still a, a lot of fun to get in. Yeah. yeah. Or you can go volunteer. You can, there's so much to do. You can even just go be in the gallery. You yeah. end up with a pretty big gallery, uh, for MPO. FPO had a pretty good following this week too. So that was fun to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's it's so much more than a tournament it's like a week-long event there's always social gatherings and always just disc golfers everywhere
0: yeah that's really fun so
1: it's definitely an experience and if you can make it i suggest you do everybody at least once yeah just just to say you've been
0: no i i would love to go it's not a not a good time for me (laughs) to be able to to take off for a week but i would love to go yeah
1: maybe someday yeah apparently i was missed yeah Uh, so fun fact um Hopefully the three people that came up to me are listening right now. Um, I was approached by three people in Emporia and recognized through this podcast, and I have never been more flattered. Like it was such a cool feeling. Um, and some asked where you were, Gavin. I was back here in Salt Lake. Yeah, but we have fans.
0: It's official, which is so cool. Like that's when Chris told me that I started blushing. He, I, I he, thought that was so. He fun. really did. Yeah, that was that's so. That's so cool that people enjoy the show and that it blows my mind that people we've never met like this show and, and are and are listening to the show and people from other places in the world. That's certainly all over the country, but, you know, other parts of the world, people are, are listening to the show, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. So and we love hearing from you. So write in and, uh, you know, just tell us anything. So, OK, how was the rest of
1: the week? Um, I'm, I'm Quickly looking up how many courses there are, so sixteen oh. hundred people playing in one city. So yeah, on so there, so
0: Emporia is. Correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm again fairly new to the sport, but Emporia is like mecca for disc golf. Yeah, that might not be a politically correct thing to say, and if it isn't, I apologize.
1: I'll but, say it's disc golf mecca. Yeah, I we mean, pilgrim, we take a pilgrimage there uh, to play there disc golf. Go. So uh, in that sense, but uh,
0: so it's the home of dynamic discs. Yep. It's where their, their 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 headquarters are, their warehouse and everything. But there's, uh, I don't know, at least half a dozen courses in town, right?
1: Yeah, I should. I found an article this morning. I should have kept it open. It's, I think there are like six eighteen hole courses and three nine hole courses in the city of Emporia itself,
0: which we just said is a population of twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. So that's not a big huge. city. Salt Lake's. I don't know what our population here. Two is, million. Are we really that many in Salt Lake? A million and a half. I guess in the whole valley, yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, and we have one, three. Two, three well one, two, three, four. Four in the valley uh creekside Tville, roots and then the portal
1: oh yeah okay four and a half then because we have nine here oh yeah nine so here four plus end. nine yeah but for one and a half million and they have like 118 <laughs> holes or so so per 20, capita 000. it's
0: probably the most baskets I think so. per capita <laughs> of any city in the yeah. world
1: and then they have Three or four cities within 20, 30 minutes of Emporia with courses as well, which they utilize for the tournament. So I think I think we ended up playing on like 10 courses. Um, well, which is the only way you can oh, shuttle course, that many players. Of course. Um, and they were all full, tee times all day. Oh, yeah. Um, MPO, it was a little bit different this year. So MPO, pro men, or pro open, because women can play MPO. Um, only played they one course. pro open, right? Yeah. Yeah. But... Women can play in it, yeah if so they it's a
0: top tier of male players, yeah, it's just fPO's top tier of female players, yep, um and, yeah, and then there's senior, like what do they call it not senior
1: masters masters yeah, and then grandmasters, and, yeah, yeah, anyway, um so every division got to play three different courses, one course for each round, and then mPO played one course three times, and I think they did this to cater to the touring players. So that they only had to practice one course? Makes sense. Because it's kind of hard to get in town, learn three courses well enough to play for $5,000. Well, especially $2. with that many people on the courses.
0: Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, if you're going to Austin, Texas, and they've got, you know, a few courses, there's not 1,500 other golfers yeah. trying to play on those courses yeah. as well. So I imagine it's a little easier to get practice rounds in a couple different courses.
1: But Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of what I did. So only playing one course, and I was in town four, extra, four days before the tournament, I spent those four days playing other courses. Did you play any of the C-tiers or just play? Uh, no, because they did pre-registration this year. And oh, I am not always on top of pre-registration. So, uh, yeah, no, I did not. So they were all closed out? They were all full.
0: That's that's good for the event, but oh, bad yeah. for
1: you. And I mean, they were...
0: Full. So word of the wise, if you plan on going to Glass Bowl and Open, register well in advance for every. Like if you're going to register for GBO, you've, you've got like what? If you want like to play the C-Tiers, sign up for the C-Tiers at the same time. Yeah, but I mean GBO closes out in like 90 minutes, it's right? It's pretty quick, yeah. 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 But so so you played a bunch of disc golf. You were there four days before the tournament, uh-huh. and you played the other courses.
1: Uh, Yeah, four of them. Okay. So now I've played all but two or three of the GBO courses, I think, slowly checking the list. There are just so many in so little time.
0: That's nuts. I can't imagine that. Like, because uh, where I live, there's, I, I will play at the U, which is right by my house. And if I've got more time, I'll go down to Roots or maybe Creekside. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other, I guess Stansbury's in the valley too. Okay. Um, oh, and then there's the one up in Woodcar. There's more courses here, but not big courses. Um, but I, I don't go to those other ones because they're just a little bit too far mm-hmm. for me to get to. But if there were six courses. Well, in a town that small, it's yeah. like, well, let's flip a coin and see where we want to go. Yeah.
1: And there are five or six really good courses within 10 minutes of each other.
0: That's... It's I got to cool. get to Emporia. It's really cool. I think I'm too much of a misanthrope to go... I don't know. I, GBO sounds like a great event, but I think just going period would be fun as long as the weather's decent. And it was. Oh, was it good? Oh, boy. It was beautiful. It wasn't like 90 mile, 90 mile an hour winds across the mm-hmm. plains?
1: It was probably... 60 to 70 degrees with 15 to 20, 25 mile an hour winds. Oh, that's like, which for Kansas is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Is it flat? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some elevation changes, but it's like rolling Hills. Yeah. Okay. There's not like Utah elevation.
0: No, but it's not like flat as some of those parts of the world can be just flat.
1: No, not, not entirely. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the MPO playing one course Um, I talked to a bunch of people about it and it's kind of mixed reviews. Um, People like myself who don't tour full-time and we go play big tournaments because it's fun uh, tend to think that it's a bummer. Yeah, because you don't get to play because like I was saying, yeah, the goal for me is to just play a lot of disc golf and play fun courses, which one course, you know, that limits a little bit. Um, But then again, like the touring players... It's easier to practice. It's more fair for them to all prepare and whatever, compete for it. So I see both sides of it. I'm curious what other people think. Um, it's a little weird that FPO still played three courses.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the decision But
1: the cool thing about that, I mean, sorry, touring players, but the cool thing is they put all the women in one pool. So from intermediate women through FPO, all female divisions played the same course every day.
0: At the same, like same, same day, same course. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So two times would go through intermediate women, advanced women, pro women, masters women. They would just go through all the ladies. That's, which has gotta cool. be kind of
0: cool too. Cause if there's in a gallery to watch FPO, they might be there when the rec are going through mm-hmm. and are intermediate. And how cool would that be to have a gallery? Yeah.
1: I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: That's fun. That,
1: um, that is good. The only downside with that for me was after I was done playing, I then had to decide if I stay where I was to watch the men or if I go to a different course to watch the women. Yeah. So
0: Are usually the men and women on the same course at the same time? Or, uh, or not the same, same time, course, different same, time. Different time, but same yeah, day? Usually. Yeah. So you can hang out and just watch the, yeah. the FBO play. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's logistically, that's just a nightmare to try to figure out. And MPOs, I don't know what the biggest division would be there, but it's it's it was certainly bigger than
1: FBO. Advanced and intermediate men. Both, were the biggest. Yeah. And, yeah, and they actually sure. had a very clever way of doing it. So they took... Something like 360 in each division. And you can only fit like 180 on a course in a day. Okay. So day one, they put half of advanced on one course and the other half on a different course. And then day two, they switched them. Oh. So after two days, both pools had played both courses. And then they took the top half for day three and put them in the finals, if you will. Uh And then the bottom half, since they couldn't keep playing the same courses in just three rounds, they pulled the bottom half to a different course and made that its own b tier one round
0: oh nice like the what is that not the nc2a tournament but the nit it's like the NIT tournament of maybe
1: i don't know how that works
0: (laughs) it's it's the the also rands tournament like the people who didn't make the tournament yeah Yeah. it's
1: like a consolation you're in a new one round b tier that's nice which i thought was really neat
0: yeah and it's a rated round it's a it's a yeah yeah
1: it's another event played yeah so that was cool they did that for advanced and intermediate so they could take in three hundred and sixty. Well, that's
0: nice too because you fly all the way out. You, a lot of people make a big pilgrimage to mm-hmm. this trip, and uh, to not get to play a day because you didn't make the cut would be disincentivizing. Yeah, I think for some people, but you know, you get to play, you just don't get to compete for the same yeah same prize. But like for me, who would have little to no hope of making the cut, perhaps, likely, I don't know, but I, I know, like, oh, I can, st- I still get to play. Yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah,
1: I like that. That's a really cool idea. And then they could double the division sizes. Yeah. Which is cool too, because so many people come out. Yeah. So that was good. Um, as far as my week, uh, practice went really well. I felt fine, felt good. Stuff was going far. Um, first what's round the, What's the elevation there? Pretty low, right? Uh, fast Are back. they even 1,000 feet? Probably. Yeah. 1150.
0: But you're, but it's like playing low elevation.
1: Yeah, so. it's pretty similar to Phoenix. Okay, or Vegas, whichever one's lower. I forget everything. So time. So your discs are flying a little farther anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely more understable than Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, but first round went okay. I, you know, getting jitters out, getting comfortable, being dumb, things I do. It was fine.
0: I I, I, I was following Chris on disc or uh, U disc. Yeah, U
1: disc live is really and cool.
0: You had one hole that you had two OBs on. That uh, right? Yep,
1: that's hole eighteen. Ugh. That's how I finished with a seven. That's a bummer. I didn't want to think about that again. Sorry. Um, no, it's But fine. you were four over, right, for the round? Uh, the first round, I think so. It Which, was,
0: so you take those two OBs and then that's your... Let's see. Was that a five, par five? Uh, par four. Par four. Okay. So minus that hole, you would have been one over for the round or
1: yeah. even even. I'm, so, I mean, I was, I was doing yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not, that's not bad. And then the last two or three holes, it was like brain turning off body turning off just go out of bounds everywhere and finish with like plus four in the last two holes Ugh. so otherwise I was okay um over dinner thursday night migraine kicked in oh um didn't want to be a pain so the guy was out at dinner with jared i don't know if you listen um he very graciously took me back to my hotel and i just got in bed at 6 p.m um took my migraine medicine couldn't sleep laid in bed until about 10 10 15 in the morning
0: migraines are a bummer i get those they're too. just
1: such a yeah bummer yeah that's a good word there's nothing you can do
0: no you're just like light hurts sound hurts mm-hmm. and, and yeah yeah and so and i I, to... I started getting those just before my daughter was born i never had them before and i would get them at work and they were so bad that i would go into the copy room and close the door because it was pitch black in there and that was the only thing that was like tolerable oh. <laughs> for me it was uh, it was a bummer.
1: Oh, man. Um, yeah, so you know how my day went. Yeah. Um, I had a 10.40 tea time, so I got out of bed about 10.15, drove over to the course. Do you, still with migraine? Uh, the headache was gone. That's good. The stomach was uncomfortable. Dizziness, confusion were still there, but I could function. So get to the course, talk to the TDs about, you know, at this point I haven't eaten. I don't feel like food. I don't feel great. And for those of you new to the show, Chris is vegan. So
0: it's not a matter of let me just drive through McDonald's real quick and grab something. Yeah. So.
1: It's the the two things of food I brought don't sound good. And there's not a grocery store that sells produce. So. Yeah. Um, talking to the TDs. There's,
0: that sounds like a, a story, that a bedtime story that we read with my kids, which is Pete the cat and the bad banana.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But. <laughs> um. But I asked him, I was like, if I can't play, can I just leave in DNF? And they basically said yes, but then you can't play tomorrow either. Yeah. Which is the, I mean, that's the right rule. You forfeit the whole tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so confused me, plays round two. Um, I honestly don't remember some of it. I feel like I played well. I scored a little bit better than the first you, round. You
0: play, I think you took two or four strokes off from the previous round. So yeah, you played. you played better for sure.
1: Uh, yeah, I did two strokes better in the first round. I just pulled it up. And I actually putted very well. I missed one in the circle putt. That's not bad. Which for me is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I got to give a shout out to Colleen for caddying. Um, carried the bag, filled the waters. Listener of the show. Yep. Uh, friend of the show, we'll say, because she's yeah. you know, written in. and, and Yeah. Yeah. Um, kept. I had I took one of the hotel towels and kept it wet and water on my neck the whole round. <laughs> like, I mean... It's, dire dire day
0: yeah well and it's not hot like you said it's mid 60s oh, it so it's not like you need that just to cool off it's but
1: i did yeah it yeah so she kept me functioning she got me through and by the end she even like knew what shots i was doing and stuff so caddy points went up very quickly nice um so thank you um went back to bed it as soon as i was done or as soon as she was done with her round like i don't know 6 p.m again Got out of It Was
0: she, what division was she playing in?
1: Uh, FPO. So she
0: was playing open. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She throws far. Yeah. Um, She's a former amateur champion, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then just got back into big events this year. So. Thanks, Colleen. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then round three was kind of bittersweet for me. Um, I played some of the best golf I've played in memory. Oh, Nice. But I could not get a disc to stay in bounds. Oh. Like even even throwing good shots, like I would let go of them and love them, and... and they'd bounce and roll and wobble and cartwheel out of bounds. Oh, so it was. I
0: didn't look at your score on day three because I, you know, I was saving it for this.
1: I shot the same as day two. Okay, but I played immensely better, immensely. And so, like seeing that score with how I played is just like a knife in the chest well
0: no if you were going ob and kept the same score that means that well i was i
1: went ob round two as well oh okay but i earned those okay round three i feel like i earned one of my five or six or however many i had like they landed where i wanted they were coming in on steep angles they were landing short they were landing inside and then just and just bouncing and rolling and all sorts of stupid things oh man so if I could have those strokes back, it would have been about what it felt like. Is the ground pretty... Uh, ver- is it pretty verdant there?
0: Or is it fairly dry? Both. Okay. And inconsistent. Okay. But it plays like a golf course. Okay. Um, Which I feel like I played... Well, because we're in a desert here in Utah, so grass is, is an anomaly on a disc golf course. Um, and it, by the summertime, it browns out <laughs> in most places that we yeah. play. But there, it's There's some not brown. a desert. There's some so, green. Okay.
1: Fairways are pretty brown. And then inbounds is pretty green or rough is pretty green because i let it grow yeah um but like i said i'd be throwing spike hyzers landing short and on the inbound side of the basket or fairway yeah and getting weird bounces and rolls Oh. and it was just it was heartbreaking like i played so much better than that score so this ties into kind of previous episodes where we've
0: talked about mental game how did you what what did you do with that because that that's one of those things where it's like i it was the right disc, it was the right plastic, it was the right throw, mm-hmm. it was even the right placement, but it didn't end up where you
1: wanted it to be. Mm-hmm.
0: How, how did you handle that?
1: Um, so the, the first, I'm going to say bad luck, if anyone was there and saw that it was my fault. For lack of a better phrase, let's say bad luck. Um, so my upshot on hole one, we had a pretty stiff headwind, I threw good tee shot, good layup, had maybe 275 through a high spike sidearm. And out of my hand, it just got lifted a little bit. Okay. I was like, okay, you know, it's still coming down sharp. Lands 15 feet short of the basket. Lands, bounces, rolls like 40 feet straight right out of bounds. Oh, no! And I was like, okay, like that's fine. And I was talking to somebody and they're like, oh yeah, that wind lift just really screwed it. And I'm like, well, okay. Like that's wind, that's fine. Come back, throw into a tree on the next hole, like a bush of a tree. Lay up, pitch up, take my par. Good. Next hole is kind of hard. Almost aced it. Drop in two. Awesome. Next hole should be a birdie. Parked it too. Great. Okay. Like I'm already mental game is back. Yeah. I got, I'm back under par. Uh, the bad luck is I've already forgotten about it. Next hole, good tee shot. Perfect up. Gets up, rolls out of bounds. So there's two and four, two and five holes. Okay. Make the par from the out of bounds putt. Okay. Still okay. Park the next one. Go out of bounds on the next one. Kind of just battling back and forth. Um, and then on the back nine, the bad luck just kept hitting yeah. and I would throw a shot and just stay lighthearted. I'd mockingly say like, get out of bounds or something like that, Yeah, which I mean, it was lighthearted it was in good spirits, but they all got out of bounds. Um, so eventually whole, f- uh, 14, it's a uh, 750 feet or so where Eagle threw in for Eagle If you've seen that clip, no, I haven't seen, if you haven't go watch it, he's amazing. It's really cool. It's already got like a couple hundred thousand views on sports center.
0: Okay. So so that was on sports center.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it's, it's like 750 feet super. There are like five trees in front of you on the tee box. You have so many options, um, big downhill tee shot. And at this point I was frustrated because I had gotten a lot of bad luck slash slight misses, a lot of extra strokes. Um, so instead of like the, the smart pitch up play, I went for the fun shot, which is what I do and had a pretty, I, f- I
0: can't say that's a bad choice at that point. Cause yeah. you're not, you're not competing for like the, you know, you're not placing, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah. so if it's an extra stroke, it's an extra stroke, mm-hmm. but if it's not, then how great is that? If you, if you, you yeah. Know.
1: And I pulled it off. Oh, nice. A giant hyzer flip. It probably went 600 and something feet. Like it was forever down the fairway. I had less than I don't know, less than one hundred and thirty feet to the basket, hundred fifty feet maybe.
0: So just a layup and then in.
1: Yeah, and sidearm layup lands just short of the basket, bounces, rolls straight out of bounds. Oh no! So I took a par, driving almost pin high. So you took a par when it should have been I eagle, or an, oh, it should have been birdie. Should have been birdie. Okay, yeah. but OB par again. Like Ugh. it just it was one of those days. It's and that's fine. Yeah um i ended up missing cash by two strokes which if any any one of my ob's sat where i thought it should then you would have cashed yeah and i had five, what, five of them what would have been cash like what's the lowest tier cash payout there? uh this due to the split on this one was 170 oh that's not bad yeah it's i mean it's i mean airfare
0: so many tournaments are like 15 dollars and a yeah, high five oh, I know. you know which that's the nature of the sport. It's it's a growing sport. Yeah, but that's not bad. Like that's a big turn. So what is a what was the cash for MPO? Like what's uh, top prize? First
1: place was five thousand. That's not bad. And then the top ten all took over a thousand.
0: Yeah, that's not so, bad. Yeah, for for good, this sport, that's not work. bad. Yeah,
1: um, I will say both FPO and MPO had very exciting finishes so watch all of the coverage central coast and jomez covered lead card and chase card for men and lead card for the ladies and they are both worth watching nice i would say the final round of mpo is one of the best final rounds i've seen
0: i've heard that i i
1: haven't watched it because i was
0: kind of wanting this to come in a little bit live but
1: yeah it's so who who
0: took who uh we t- said it before but eagle won mpo e-
1: yep spoiler and then well,
0: it's not a spoiler at this point <laughs> But if people hadn't seen it, well, Chris, wa- watch the round anyway. Yeah, this is coming out two weeks after the tournament. I know. So.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: and then who won FBO? Page. Page dead. Okay. Know. Who so, took second? FBO. Uh,
1: Lisa Fakis. I don't know that name, but she plays for Innova. Okay. Um, arguably the best putter in women's disc golf. Nice. Maybe.
0: And who who took runner up in MPO?
1: Uh, Drew Gibson and Ricky Wysocki tied. Oh, they tied. Yeah nice don't Gibson, but I'm sure So he's worth watching Good, yeah, drew throws a mile, like
0: well, so do those other guys, so if he's throwing if it stands out with those other guys, that's far. yeah
1: yeah, if you watch the final round, you can see how far drew throws that's that's yeah. nice, yeah, he has long drive on almost every hole. and i don't I mean, I don't know if Eagle and Simon unleash who throws farther they're all i mean they're all so far past me, I don't know, yeah, but in in the tournament drew was throwing the farthest shots that's so
0: well no and that's
1: and he's five nine
0: that wow yeah that's crazy yeah well those are the biggest arms in the sport are playing Mm -hmm. like yeah
1: drew is top tier distance he's fun to watch yeah
0: cool so good for him good for
1: everybody there's so much so much cool stuff in that last round i mean all three are good but the last one just yeah eagle's
0: having a, a heck of a year isn't he two for two on nts yeah is he? he's probably had a points right now, right? It would have to be, I oh, guess. It, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, he's definitely leading the tour points.
0: Yeah. Well, good for him.
1: Yeah. It's it's the year of the eagle. Yeah. He's such a good kid. How old is he now? 20 as oh my of gosh. uh just under a month ago. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. That's nuts. And if
1: you I mean if you look at the top 10, the average age of like 8 or 9 of them was probably 22, 23. Drew's 22, Ricky's 24, Simons 24. It's I'm not, I'm not,
0: I'm certainly not a scholar in the sport and, and in the, the the pros that have played the sport, but for, you know, a decade ago or more, it was Ken Climo. Is that how you say it? Klimo. Ken Climo was just dominating mm-hmm. everything. And I think he was just that much farther ahead. Like he just kind of was a phenom and was just more advanced mm-hmm. than, than the competition that was there. My guess if he was playing now, he'd be good, but he wouldn't be as dominant as he was. Mm-hmm. That he's, he still plays oh and I, he yeah. does but he's not in mpo he's a masters now yeah. right so um no and i'm and he does very well there yeah. he, he he will win that and you know he's 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 no slouch he's when it comes very to very plastic. Yeah. but my guess is if he was playing against paul and ricky and eagle and, and those guys right now he would be in that mix as opposed to just where I he was so. which he was so. he was like 12 time champion i think something crazy like that at least yeah at least um and he's won a few Masters, but I think he was 12-time just open, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're ready for kind of another sea change like that where it's going to be just... So who's better, LeBron or Jordan? You, you don't know because they're not playing against each mm-hmm. other, but would Jordan be as dominant in this league now? We don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's because just the, the rest of the game is moving up that much. And mm-hmm.
1: like... The, yeah the talent pool has gotten bigger
0: yeah and it seems well and it, certainly it's resp- like people like Ken and people like Paul and people you know are responsible for the people below them being inspired and, and starting younger and working harder mm-hmm. and seeing that okay that's the level I need to get at to to compete yeah. and, and doing that for a bunch of different kids that push each other to a certain level I mean Tony Hawk did it for skating Sean White's doing it for snowboarding like it's it's just had the nature of these kind of things mm-hmm. uh And Jordan, I don't think you're going to get any argument from LeBron that Jordan was certainly an influence on the way he plays game. Uh, But I have a feeling that it's just ready to kind of just take a sea change. And I think these guys like Eagle and and Simon, these young, young, they're still very young, but they've been it for a while, Mm -hmm. are just going to be nuts with what's going on. I say that as, you know, someone in their mid 30s who's fairly new to this game <laughs> mm-hmm. and think like I'm just it's just going to be like the divide is just going to get you no know, my growth <laughs> is going to be so small <laughs> compared to where it's going mm-hmm. that it's going to be like a completely different it's already a completely different game but it's going to be even more different yeah with what I'm playing and it's, you know, th- there's going to be courses where there's going to be, you know, 550 par 3s
1: there are already
0: yeah mm-hmm. which for me that's like 550 good part four yeah yeah like and it, and if it's
1: tight it would need to be a five for mm-hmm. me like but well and, and i'm kind of curious to see where course design goes yeah because people are throwing farther and farther but is that what this game needs or are we going to go back to the wooded roots of you know south carolina and alabama and the. Uh, I think it needs both. Honestly,
0: I think that's what's going to make you a well-rounded player is if you can throw in the trees and you can throw in the big fields. Um, but, geez, yeah, I don't know. I hope not because it's it's going to be less fun for people that are just starting out the game where it's like, oh, I can't throw three hundred feet mm-hmm. uh, my first time out, so I'm gonna twelve this par three. Yep. And then I'll you know I'll yep. sixteen the next one, and maybe next time I come out I can ten it, you know. Yeah, slowly, slowly. Yeah. That's a little, uh, I don't know. I think that would be a little bit dumb. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And I think course designers will probably just get more innovative Mm -hmm. as it goes around. Um, And that's one of the things we talked about, you know, on a real early episode, kind of with excessive OB and designing a course for a tournament to make it a little bit more challenging for people. And that's certainly a task. I'm not interested in being a TD, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm appreciative of anybody who runs an event and gets that going, uh, and I and I empathize with whatever you're dealing with, and it's thank you. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say for anybody out there that's willing to be a TD and and put in the effort. Thank you. Uh, but what a task to try to make yeah. people happy and adjust it. So I think you just kind of have to do with what it is and maybe course design just kind of stays where it is and scores just drop and you see, you know, could be more Eagles and, and I don't know, but I guess, yeah. I mean, what was, what was Eagle score after three rounds? 26 under.
1: Uh-huh. So averaging <laughs> 8.7.
0: Yeah. And on that's, that course,
1: that's impressive.
0: Well, I, I, I think that's impressive anywhere. I, I mean, mean,
1: not not like a local park where there's well, no, no no trouble and yeah, and it and it's wide open mm-hmm. and, and no
0: holes over 270 feet. Mm-hmm. I but mean, I mean,
1: it was it was close race at the top is like 26, 25, 25, and then oh, and then 21, 20. Yeah, but well,
0: I noticed it was tight groupings. Yeah. like There were lots of tight scores. So, um, I don't know. Seems like it was a good event.
1: Yeah, I I had a great time. Well, even just, with sickness yeah i mean I, I was in bed for like more than half of the last three days <laughs> just a bummer right That is a bummer and i still had a great week yeah i mean just the camaraderie and the events and seeing people doing all these things and throwing as many frisbees as i did i just i love it it's it is a pilgrimage like, yeah i plan on it every year i just i say set aside money for it and it's vacation
0: now are there people playing catch with frisbees a lot
1: just like around the city? Yeah. Probably.
0: But I mean, are you seeing that as you're walking around? Is it, Are there just discs flying all the time? Um, or is walk, it mostly on the
1: course? Um, mostly courses. Okay. There, I mean, there's like pickup ultimate games and stuff at the college, but mostly just... That makes sense. Yeah. Golf. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. So everybody who said hi to me and hung out with me or threw Frisbees with me, thank you.
0: Especially if you recognize Chris through the podcast, yeah. which is a challenge because that means you've been on the Facebook group and like looked at pictures cause we're an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless he's got that distinctive a voice, which, you know, it's fairly distinct, but <laughs> that is, that is so cool. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to, to say about it?
1: Um, probably, but I, I just can't say enough good about it. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody who had apartment. TDs, volunteers, dynamic, everyone who won, everyone who played, everyone yeah. I saw.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even there, and it sounds like a ton of fun. So, I mean, I, I'm seeing the stories come in as people are, you know, that went out saying how great it was, and they've got Emporia withdraw, which is such a funny thing that people are longing to go to Kansas.
1: Well, and that's – that's. so I just tell people, like, oh, well, where were you last week? I was – I'm in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Like, oh, why? I'm like, because it's disc golf heaven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I – Yeah. I don't have to explain it. It It's a total candy store of a city. Like between being able to go to the warehouse and look at tens of thousands, I don't know how many discs are in there. A ton. I can just like pick through them for what I want and then go to the store and like just it's, it's everything disc golf. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. That, uh,
0: that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like a whole lot of fun.
1: Combine that with good people and good weather and it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still on like Emporia Hangover. Not quite back to real life.
0: <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, write in. Uh, golf at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash ProamDiscGolf. Join our group. Um, tell a friend. Tell a fr- please, yeah. Tell tell other people to listen to the show. That would be awesome. Um, I heard another podcast do this today. And uh, they're they're way more successful isn't the right word because we're successful in what we're trying to do. Yeah. But uh, these people actually make a living podcasting which isn't our objective anyway but they said just everybody tell somebody else to listen to that show. Uh, so I'm I'm going to take that challenge right now. It's the Adam Carolla podcast. Probably a bunch of you already listen to that. It's arguably the most popular podcast in the world. But mm-hmm. uh, So I'm going to steal that idea from Adam Carolla and I'm going to say tell somebody to listen to Pro-Am Disc Golf. Yeah. So people find us organically, we, get, we hear about it, they write in sometimes, and that is so cool to me. So uh, tell, tell a friend to listen. And um, until next week, keep your own plastic. Cheers.